Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we conclude our journey of reading The Mystical Temple of God by St. Stanislaus of Jesus and Mary Papchinsky from beginning to end. Today we'll take up from where we left off, the inscription of the Mystical Temple, page 672. Inscription of the Mystical Temple To you, Eternal Father, my Creator, to you, Eternal Son, my Redeemer, to you, Eternal Spirit, my Sanctifier, this temple, described and living, which I am, I most humbly dedicate forever. Do not despise what you have created. Do not cast away what you have restored. Do not abandon what you have promised to inhabit. For what benefit is there in my blood, in that blood, I say, which was poured out for me, if I descend in eternal corruption? The dead shall not praise thee, O Lord, nor any of them that go down to hell. But we that live bless the Lord from this time now and forever. That's from Psalm 113, verses 25 and 26. There's a typo in the text from the Latin Vulgate. In the modern Bible, it can be found in Psalm 115, verses 17 through 18. End. The inscription is addressed to the persons of the Holy Trinity, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It reminds us that each of us is a living, mystical temple of God. Our whole lives are to be dedicated and devoted to God. We ask God, who so graciously created us, to not despise what he has created, to not cast away what he has restored. The temple in Jerusalem was restored after the destruction in the Old Testament. We have been restored as children of God to our places in God's family after the tragedy of the original sin and all of its consequences. Jesus did this for us on the cross. Jesus says in the Gospels that he and his Father will come to dwell in us if we love him and keep his word. So, in this inscription, we ask God not to abandon the temple that he promised to dwell in. If we end up in hell, we will not have benefited from the blood of Jesus, which was poured out for us on the cross. The damned don't bless the, the Lord, they curse him forever because of the choices that they made. We want to be among the living, who will praise God forever. And thus concludes the beautiful work of St. Stanislaus, the mystical temple of God. What has he taught us in this work? Well, he reminds us of who we are and what our relationship to God is. He takes the scriptural idea of a temple of God and draws out all of the implications. In the first chapter, he reminds each of us that we are temples of God. Then he goes on with his teaching. Each of us is the image of God. The altar of the temple is our hearts. The sacrifice of our temple is our daily offering to God. The priest of the temple is love. The victim to be offered is our interior and exterior mortifications. 
My mother always taught us to offer things up to God as a sacrifice. She said, if you never give up something small, it will be hard for you if God asks something big of you someday. The incense in the temple is prayer. The lamp is the teachings of the church. The ornaments are the virtues. The lampstand is the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The preacher is our conscience. The singers are the emotions. The ministers are the five senses. The doors are our eyes. The windows are our ears. The cleanliness is the examination of conscience. The roof is our deeds or works of righteousness. The bell is our good name. The consecration refers to our baptism and our annual renewal renewal of our baptismal promises and doing our Easter duty of getting to confession and communion at least once a year and reconsecrating ourselves to the Lord each year. The guardians of the temple are our angels, our lady, and our patron saints. The restoration of the temple is the spiritual and corporal works of mercy. The reconciliation of the temple is the sacraments of penance and holy communion. The immortality of the temple is found in our immortal souls and the eventual resurrection of our bodies. And finally, the glory of the temple is found in the glory of God, which will be reflected in our resurrected bodies in heaven. So there you have it. St. Stanislaus found a convenient way of teaching the laity about all of the helps that the Church and our Lord give to each of us in order that we would become saints. It is worth rereading occasionally to remind ourselves of all of the treasures that God shares with us. I have enjoyed sharing this short book with you, just as I enjoyed sharing in my other podcasts St. Faustina's Diary in a Year and The Imitation of Christ with Father Joe Roche. I hope you'll join me for my next podcast, The Journal of Blessed George Matulaitis with Father Joe Roche. Blessed George was the renovator of the Congregation of Marians, my religious community. He was also the Bishop of Vilnius, which is now the capital of Lithuania, but was part of Poland during different times in its history. And he was also the founder of two women's religious communities. He lived at the end of the 19th and the beginning of the 20th centuries. I read this book many times when I was teaching our Marian novices many years ago. It is a beautiful and inspiring book. I know you'll enjoy it, and I know you'll enjoy getting to know Blessed George. He was beatified in 1987. We are praying for a miracle so that he can be canonized a saint. We'll begin this next podcast on January 27, 2023, which is Blessed George's Feast Day. It will be available both on thedivinemercy.org slash podcasts and also on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music Podcast platforms, and anywhere where you podcast. I hope you'll join me. Thanks again for listening. God bless you.